quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Oh, yes, guy. Episode number 79, all set to sail. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you. Perry, how are you this week, sir? Jim, doing great. How about yourself? Good. Great weather. Summer is here. I mean, there's still some winter sports hanging around, but we've got plenty to deal with. We're going to have Glenn Grunwald coming up very shortly. Todd Crocker, voice of the Marlies, on the guest list today. And Jim Barker, assistant uh, senior advisor, actually, to uh, general manager Pinball Clements with the Argos will be by to talk to CFL as the season gets underway. And, of course, the obligatory yes guy, no guy on the way out. Looking for an experienced real estate agent, Charles Park Managing Broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage, has 27 award-winning years of real estate experience. So looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service, put Charles Park in your corner. Visit charlespark.ca or call him or text him at 647-292-8886. Servicing from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka, Charles Park will not be at work by anyone. And check out Fox 40's new premium whistle, the Fox 40 Titan. In a sleek titanium body, the Titan emulates the authentic sound of the Fox 40 Classic, available now in titanium, gold, or matte black. Go to fox40shop.com. And somebody knows all about whistles. Glenn Grunwald is here. He is the former uh, past president and CEO of Basketball Canada, now the uh, executive advisor, and it has obviously worked with the Knicks Raptors, AD at McMaster. I mean, the list, the list, Glenn, is, is endless. I mean, how do you categorize all this stuff? Well, apparently I can't keep a job. So uh, that's that's uh, that's been good. I've been very fortunate. Works with a lot of great people in a lot of great places. So, and it's been a been a great career. So I'm now I'm helping out here and there as best I can. I mean, there's got to be if there's not a book, there's a lot of public speaking, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I've thought about a book, but I just don't know if I could actually uh, write one. So, uh, but yeah, that would be fun. I think there's, I've had a lot of great experiences, like I said, and. Uh, you know, going back to the Raptors and even the Denver Nuggets before that, and then the New York Knicks, and obviously Canada basketball, McMaster, and now the Memphis Grizzlies too. So I've I've seen a lot, and uh, uh, I've got some good stories to tell. I think. Glenn, I'm an author. I'm looking for another project. <laughs> let's let's hook up right now. Right. Okay, come on, guy. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Be that as it may, um, I just wanted to say, first of all, it was a pleasure seeing you and your wife, Heather Bird, who used to work at The Sun, one of the greatest writers I've ever been around, just tremendous writer, great opinion. But um, I just want to ask you basically in general, what do you think of Canadian basketball, where it is right now? Because we're seeing so much happen with you know, soccer and all these other sports in which Canada seems to be thriving. Yeah, no, it's it's gone very well, and uh, you know we've have uh, you know a record number of players playing in the NBA. We have a number of players playing in the WNBA, and then in the professional European women's leagues. Uh, record numbers of players playing in the NCAA, and frankly, the youth sports and college sports uh, basketball here is as strong as ever. So the the game is still growing. Uh, you know, some people say it's a golden age. Well. It'll be golden age when when somebody wins a gold medal. We did win a medal back in 2017 for the uh, under-19 World Cup, but uh, we, we want to get the senior teams up on the podium too. So it's 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 really great to be involved in basketball. There's there's so many good people involved, and uh, you know we just got to try and unify our 
everybody that's working in the sport to, to, to help each other out and help grow the sport even more. You know, it's intriguing listening to the soccer issues and not to not to go down that road, but but maybe just to, to sort of take what what they're talking about. Uh, and as the basketball program grows at the top end, I mean, you've got all those layers all the way down that have to be looked after. It's not an easy job, is it? No, it's not. And but it's it's a good job, though, too, because, uh, again, so, so many people are, are working towards uh creating great experiences for the, for the athletes, the players, hopefully, you know, young players are, are really learning not only how to play basketball, but a lot of life lessons as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, the, the, the issues with soccer, obviously our women's team has won the gold medal in the Olympics, which is awesome. And, and we hope to emulate that someday, but uh, you know, we're, we're, we've got some, some work to do to get there. Glenn, I want to ask you about the NBA Finals, and regardless of what happens, it is absolutely cool seeing Boston in there, especially with those unis. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's so many different uniforms in the NBA now. Every game, it seems like there's a different uniform. So it's great to see a traditional uniform that, you know, you can identify with and sort of brings back the tradition and heritage of, of that. And uh, certainly Boston is one of the great uh, franchises in professional sports. So, yeah, it's great to see them out there and, and doing well. So, it's, yeah, it's been an exciting series. Uh, uh, and I think it'll go to seven games, hopefully. So let's go back to 1981. You're drafted by the Boston Celtics. You were an NCAA champion <laughs> with Indiana in 1981. I mean, that is that that's a that's a pretty good year for you, isn't it? Yeah, it was a lot of fun actually uh, getting to play against Larry Bird and Kevin McHale and those guys. That was the, the year that Danny Ainge, by the way, left the Blue Jays to go play for the Boston Celtics. I don't know if you remember that, but that was uh, interesting yeah. to see Danny Ainge come into camp, uh, leaving the baseball diamond behind. Glenn, when you look back at the Boston Celtics, your year there, and those uniforms, those short shorts, do you kind of cringe? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah so, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I see some of the players today are going back to shorter shorts, so we'll see where that trend continues. But that was all started. The long shorts was started by Michael Jordan, and then everyone emulated that. So now anything other than those long shorts really looks kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I remember when I went out to the the Boston Celtics camp. It was uh, it was great to be able to put on that uh, practice jersey, really. But it was still great to see that, and then I got to meet Red Auerbach, and and it was a really, really a special time. Well, and, and you're in the the old Boston Garden, and you're on that parquet floor. I mean, that had to be a special feeling. Yeah, no, the garden uh, <laughs> it was a little decrepit, actually. It reminds like Fenway Park. I remember going out to Fenway Park years ago, and that, that was pretty decrepit too. But uh, yeah, the the garden uh, probably needed to either be replaced, like it was, or at least fixed up substantially. So the the, the facilities, you know, I came from Indiana University, which was you know first rate uh, U.S. college uh, program, and uh, it was a lot nicer there, <laughs> the locker rooms and stuff like that. Glenn, Mike Morreale is someone who you know well, who we know well. We affectionately call him Meat. Can you uh -huh. tell us one definitive story about Mike that we, we might be surprised about? Oh, Mike, you know, he's a, he's a football guy, right? But he's doing a great job with the basketball program. And, and uh, the CEBL and the, the, the Hamilton Hunting Badgers are great additions to the landscape out here in the Western GTA. And, and, uh, you know, I don't know how he got involved in basketball, and and but he's 
maybe he's bringing a different approach to it. You know, and other you know minor professional leagues have have really struggled, but uh, you know, I don't I don't know. But he, I, I give him all the credit in the world for for coming coming and 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 making this uh, the CEBL a success and a great addition to uh, for sports fans to watch something in in in. Uh, in, in, the, in the Ontario and across the country, really. They've expanded now to Newfoundland. And we're out in BC already, and Montreal's new, and now Scarborough was added this year. So I, I don't have a great story other than I don't know what he's doing, but uh, maybe if he had played basketball, he'd have been another Michael Jordan, the way it's working out with uh, administration of this league. You know, I think we're always looking for the next, what's next. So so when you have Boston and Golden State and the NBA championship series, uh, I mean, Golden State is, is uh, continuing on the way they were. Boston uh, is sort of a throwback. I mean, this is a big, tough basketball team, very good defensively. And so is Golden State, but but Boston is kind of a throwback, aren't they? They are. They they, they play really tough defense, and they really get after it. They're, they don't back down from anyone, and they've, you know, they've assembled their team through the draft. You know, Jason Tatum and, and uh, Jalen Brown are, are both draft choices. And, and, and they've sort of, you know, taken their lumps in the first, first few years, but they had some success. Uh, so, you know, I think they could be a, a, a good team for a long time. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, they, they play really tough defense. And, and they obviously had a big win, uh, you know, right now. And so we'll see where, where the series goes. You know, there's always a question, who's the greatest basketball player of all time? So I'm going to put you on the spot. You can pick any player, any generation, any position. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, I, I, I think there's arguments to be made for, you know, you, you name a number of players, Michael Jordan or Wilt Chamberlain or Bill Russell. But, uh, you know, Kareem did it so good for so long and was was a big part of uh, so many championship teams. Uh both at UCLA and then Milwaukee and then the Lakers. So I, I think he, he was a, a unique player that was pretty much unstoppable with that sky hook. And, and I think still the uh, holds the record for most points scored in the NBA. So, uh, you know, but I, you know, you could, you could probably convince me otherwise if you, if you talk long enough to go with a, a Michael Jordan or Larry Bird or, you know, those, those sorts of players. Yeah, you're always looking for the guy who who really changes the game, and depends on on the age group that that you know the person you're asking the question to. But but I agree with you. I mean, and, and so when we if we go with Kareem, um, can you sort of see uh, maybe hints of Kareem and some of the other great players? Obviously, right? Yeah. No, I mean, but Kareem in a way was a unique player. Like he he had that sky hook that was was unstoppable. There was you know before him there was Will Chamberlain who was just physically uh, dominant over the entire league and, you know, averaged 50 points for a season uh, per game. And, uh, you know, that's unheard of. Um, so, you know, you, you've got other players that each brought, you know, different things. Now, now the rules have changed where, you know, a, a post player like a Kareem or a, a Wilt just can't dominate like they will with the floor being spread and people shooting three pointers and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just a different game at, at this stage of things. It's, it's still very entertaining, but different than what, you know, I grew up playing and, and watching as, as a youngster a long, long time ago, unfortunately. Glenn, on, on the way up, I know there's a couple of games you want to talk about for uh, Canadian basketball, July 1st in Hamilton and, and uh, the Mattamy Center in uh, the first week of July as well. 
Yeah, we've got a, uh, a men's World Cup qualifier coming up on uh, Canada Day, uh, you know, July 1st at uh, at the uh, First Ontario Center, where our, our you know our, our star players being coached by Nick Nurse. So we'll have you know Kelly Olynyk, we'll have Shea Gilgis Alexander, and some of our other NBA guys uh, playing in this game, and it's a a game that I think fans would, would love to see. So uh, hopefully they can get out there for a seven o'clock start to, to watch. Watch Canada continue its quest to qualify for the World Cup next year, and uh, and then we've got another great new tournament that we've just established. It's called the Global Jam. It's uh, four men's teams and four women's teams uh, competing on July 5th through the 10th at the Madame Athletic Center at uh, Toronto Metro University, which is now formerly known as uh, Ryerson, I guess. But we've got the USA there playing Italy and, and Brazil against Canada. Uh, and the men's side, and we've got the France, USA, and Belgium playing uh, playing against uh, Canada on the uh, women's side. So it's going to be a great tournament. It's an under three, under 23 age group. So these are the uh, you know rising young stars. We'll have some pros, but we'll also have you know some of our next generation talent. So it's going to be a great tournament, and hopefully fans can get out there and catch it July 5th to the 10th. Glenn, really appreciate reconnecting. Uh, if you when you, when you work out the book with Perry, I, I can be talked into relinquishing some rights to Yes Guy. So I mean that could be a title. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> that sounds good. Thanks, Glenn. Okay, right. thank you, Glenn. Thank you. All right. <laughs> if you are an experienced real estate agent looking for comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park, managing broker, Remax West Realty Brokerage offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring. For a confidential interview, call Charles at 647-292-8886 or email charles at remaxwest.net. Master your game strategy with Fox 40 coaching boards available for basketball, hockey, football, and more. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Fox40shop.com. This is YESGUY, the radio show on TSN 1050. Yes, guy, the radio show. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you. Segment number two. Let's talk about advanced planning, your life, your say, your tribute, and your way. Turner and Porter Funeral Directors. Let's start a conversation. Visit turnerporter.ca. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website, braleyadvisors.com. With 31 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Guest number two is the voice of the Marlies, Todd Crocker. Todd, welcome. How are you today, sir? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, just uh, got off uh, watching Cirque du Soleil uh, yesterday at the Ontario Place. Uh, well, what is that, tent? I'm not sure what they got themselves in there, but it was an incredible show. And, uh, you know, really, really makes you admire the uh, physical ability it takes to do some uh, incredible things, athletes in their own rights, to, to be sure. Todd, explain to me, what does an announcer do in the off-season just to stay relevant? Well, you know, the funny thing about that is when the season ends, and it ended uh, far too soon for me because, you know, in the last 10 years with the Marlies, uh, it, it always went late, and so it was a very odd feeling to be done at the end of the regular season. 
even even a couple of weeks later or, or a month later, that's just what I'm used to. So your your whole schedule, you know, kind of throws into a different mindset. And so you, for me, uh, you get invested as much as you uh, can in the American League playoffs to see who's having some success and then who, you know, the Leafs might target as kind of a player because this is where you find players that uh, are going to be a part of your veteran core, uh, guys who have done well and been able to lead their team to uh, either a championship or a conference final or, or something like that. Something like that. So you tend to go and, and look for uh, those players around the league, just like the team would be doing, and say, gee, you know, that's a guy to keep an eye on maybe for the future. It's, uh, it's a long list at the moment, but you know, hopefully you can pare it down. And, and then, of course, you have an eye to the Stanley Cup playoffs as well uh, and, and see what they're doing. But uh, right now, it, it, there are lots of times where it's a little tough to get motivated because you know you're a long way off from a set team in the American League. Todd, let's be honest here. When I did Sportsline, uh, the first highlight show in Canada, by the way, uh, so I would I would look at a game. I could I could watch a game live and be able to condense it into a 45-second highlight pack by mentally editing it. And, and of course, uh, watching people uh, hosting games, because I did that, I could hear the voice in their earpiece as they might have been wincing or squinting or, or trying to get through a segment. So, I mean, I, I had that feel. So for you, I mean, you describe things. So when you're at the Cirque du Soleil, Last night, I mean, you are, come on, mentally you're describing it, right? You can't, you can't help it. That's the one thing I will say. All the little, <laughs> there's all sorts of little phrases that come up that you hear uh, that you think, oh, I like the turn of that phrase, or I like the way this person said that. And it's amazing. For a guy like me, who oftentimes puts in uh, what some people, I think, would say ridiculous little phrases into his play-by-play, it's amazing where you pick up some of those ridiculous little phrases, whether they be from a Cirque du Soleil show or what somebody describes it as behind you. And your ear is always open for some interesting way that somebody has said something. And then, of course, some interesting something that somebody has done, and you describe it in your head, and you think, well, i got to remember that. And, uh, you know, it would be probably a good idea to write things down. Uh, I don't do that, but it might be a good idea. I just have this vision of play-by-play guys at the supper table describing everything. Here comes the main dish. There's some salt and pepper. I mean, you don't do that, do you? Uh, no, but I'll tell you, in the pandemic, I tried to call play-by-play of uh, one of my kids playing a video game in the background. It was decidedly unwanted. <laughs> Todd, how often do you get together with Joe Bowen and does he say holy Mackinac, or is that strictly reserved for broadcast purposes? Well, I, I don't I don't get together with Joe a lot. I, I admire the guy as a legend of this uh, this craft. Uh, his son Sean worked on our broadcast this year, and uh, I always wondered, you know, if if some of the things that those guys you know just toss back and forth, whether it shows up in what they say, because. Quite honestly, I don't think people will be too surprised to, uh, you know, hear some of the little turns of phrases that uh, that I throw into a broadcast. Not regularly, because they don't really have, I think, a catchphrase, uh, other than I think I'm the only guy in the world on uh, an empty net goal 
has a catchphrase. He takes the 815 into the city. Uh, and But I never say that because uh, there's not a lot of empty net goals being scored in my real life. <laughs> well, good point. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this. I mean, take us back. How did all this start for you? Oh, wow. Yeah, so this goes back. I was with the director of operations with the Tiger Cats uh, back in the 90s when things were uh, really bad in Hamilton. And uh, I worked with Neil Lumsden, who's now a member of uh, provincial parliament. Uh, and Neil and I and about six other people, uh, Norm Miller, Don Edwards, you know, uh, we all uh, just put in like 80-hour massive weeks of of trying to save this team. Well, Don Edwards went on, left the team, and ran the Ontario Raiders, the, uh, who became the Toronto Rock, who are now back in Hamilton, uh, talk about full turn. And, uh, and Don called me and said, hey, you know, you got a little bit of a background in radio. Would you like to do the play-by-play? And I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll give that a go. And, and really, you know, did I know a ton about lacrosse? Not really. But uh, I got into it. Uh, I enjoyed the heck out of it. After that, the Bulldogs and the AHL called me and said, uh, we really like what you did there. We'd like you to be here. Uh, ended up being the voice of the Bulldogs for, uh, I think, four seasons, I think. And uh, then went on to host the uh, show, the Rinkside with Gord Stellick, the league's TV show. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, things just fell into place a little bit, uh, because then I just started, like, some guys would go out and play hockey on Friday nights and go for a few beers. Well, I would call hockey on the local cable channel, you know, Friday nights and then go for beers. And it was just kind of my way of, uh, of kind of staying with the game. Years and years, years later, after I, I owned my own business, documentary filmmaker, all that kind of stuff. I get a call from Chris Clark at, at Leafs TV, and he says, hey, we just need a guy for a year. You know, John Abbott, terrific voice of the game, is going to go up, and uh, he's going to call the Leafs behind Joe Bowen when he goes and does television. Sorely missed on television, Joe Bowen, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, so... We just need a guy to come in and do the Marlies for a year because we the Rogers deal is coming in or something or whatever, and we need to uh, we don't want to take a guy out of junior and then just you know have him be out of a job after a year. And I'm like, mm, okay, well I'll, I'll lend myself to it for a year. Why not? I might be able to make a documentary out of it or something. Oh, uh, here we are nine years later uh, and still <laughs> still with the Toronto Marlies. I enjoyed that year so much. And had such a great time doing it that I, I just couldn't uh, I couldn't step away from it again. And, and really, the Marley's organization has been so good and such a great place to work. The people have been terrific. And I just, you know, every year it's just been uh, one of those things where it's all been year by year. And, it you know, it comes up on June 30th and they're like, well, I hope they ask me back. That's all I, that's all I ever think about uh, uh all i ever think about in the, terms of the marley's because it's been such a great great experience okay todd here's some improvisation jim taddy plays for the marley's he scores a goal and you have to describe it and use yes guy as part of it 
Well, that's easy. That's easy. You know, uh, Teddy at the post, he's looking for a feed in. It goes up the shoulder. It's a guy. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That sort of worked. I mean, you, you wiped out the sound, man. But nonetheless, um, so here's the here's the burning question. We have the voice of the Marlies with us, um, and the Leafs are going to lose some bodies this summer and are going to have to be creative. Uh, who are your best picks on the Marlies to make the Leafs next year? Well, I think over the course of the year, and I think that's important uh, to you know kind of put into the perspective of it. You know, right out of camp. Uh, you know, are you going to see somebody make the Marlies? There's going to be some folks that challenge, like Joey Anderson. Uh, I think Joey Anderson is one of those players that uh, has the ability, has the drive, has the passion. I oftentimes forget that he uh, is not 28 years old, that he's 23, I think maybe 24 now. Uh, he plays with a wisdom that's older than he is, uh, and I, I think he's one of those players that can be in the lineup and, uh, and you, know, he's, you know, he's not going to go out there and, and score you 30 goals or anything like that, and, uh, but he's, he's going to be in there, and the effort is going to be there. There's enough talent there to be at that level, uh, and, I, and I really do. I see, uh, obviously, everybody talks about Nick Robertson. I, I think you know, Nick Robertson has a top-six skill set, uh, and, but I also don't think that's a right off the hop for him. Uh, you know, you have to have an exceptional camp. Uh, I, I think his time in the American League is well spent. Uh, and, uh, you know, it could be that he needs a little bit more time. Uh, not that he's not hungry enough. He sure is. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy too often that has that kind of hunger to play the game uh, that he does. Uh, but and he's got, as I say, he's, he's a guy who's you're going to try to figure into the top six. Well, I am freaking in the top six of the Leafs. Come on, right now, that is uh, that is a tall order. So uh, uh, I look at uh, I look at that, those guys. I look at a guy like Alex Steves, uh, who had a great year with the Marlies, uh, had uh, what I think was a terrific rookie season out of Notre Dame. Uh, I think he. I think he proved that he has the ability to play. He's got the, the work ethic to play. He'll spend all summer working with player development and trying to get better. He thinks the game really well, uh, which I, I think sometimes that we don't value enough uh, in, in a lineup uh, is that, uh, you know, you need a guy in there that is thinking it beyond just going and going retrieving the puck, though he does that awfully well. Uh, to, uh, I think, you know, next year, a guy who might get a little bit of a, a look-see later in the year, and a guy who I think surprised everybody this year with the Marlies, started out in Newfoundland, ends up, because of all the injuries, all the different things that happen, ends up in the lineup. Bobby McMahon set a rookie scoring record who uh, was previously held by Josh Lebo, who is ripping it up in the American League playoffs right now for the Chicago Wolves, uh, broke the rookie goal-scoring record, which, you know, that's a seven-year-old record, pretty solid stuff, had a great season. Uh, and, you know, is he on the radar right away? Uh, no, but he wasn't on the radar for the Marlies right away either uh, and just proved to have uh, the 
you know, the strength. One, he's a strong player, uh, and he's tough to move off the puck. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere in the spring uh, they see a, a spot uh, that Bobby McMahon might be uh, available to pop into. Uh, they, they, those are the guys that I, I think. Uh, and then, you know, when you take a look at uh, you take a look at the goal, uh, you've got Joseph Wall, who you've signed, and and then you know, like you've got a lot of guys who I don't know. I, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but sometimes when I I look at goaltending, I, I just I can get no great read on when a guy is going to bust out and be terrific. Uh, but I think they, the Marlies certainly have. Uh, some players who might have the ability to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of numbers there, no question about that. We'll bring you back in a couple of weeks and uh, and go over some of those goaltending uh, possibilities because there are a number of them, there, uh, of them there. You just have to be patient. Todd, thanks very much. Really appreciate yeah, you stopping you. by. Yeah, great stuff. Thanks, guys. This- all right, thank you. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at one 734 3055 or visit his website, BraleyAdvisors.com. With 31 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Let's talk about advanced planning. Your life, your say, your tribute, and your way. Turner and Porter Funeral Directors. Let's start a conversation. Visit turnerporter.ca. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Yes Guy, the radio show. Jim Taddy and Perry left go with you. Homeowners are first-time buyers. If you're considering purchasing, refinancing, if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact him on Twitter at MTGDean or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Stay safe, stay heard with the Fox 40 electronic whistle producing 100 decibels at the push of a button. The electronic whistle is perfect to bring along for any outdoor activity. Don't forget to use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order, fox40shop.com. Let's bring in Jim Barker. He's the senior advisor to general manager Pinball Clemens with the Argos. Jim, welcome. How are you today? Hi, Jim. How are you? Very good. We're we're pleased to have you with us. The CFL season starting this weekend. And and so here's the obligatory sort of setup question. What are you most looking forward to with this CFL season? Anytime there's a new season, you know, there's going to be new, exciting players. You know, there's some rule changes that I'm, I'm really interested, especially the hash marks. And, and having been in the league for 25 years as a coach and all these other things, that more than anything is going to be of interest to me. Well, Jim, we're really going to miss you on the TSM broadcast, especially wearing those sartorial suits, especially that red one. What happens to all of them? You know, they just hang in my closet until I get fired again, and maybe I maybe they'll take me back. It's like, uh, you know, I love doing television. I love the guys that I, I work with there. Um, it's just it's it's a little bit more because I'm the fourth guy. You know, I you don't get as many games and things. So this was a uh, pinball offered me a chance to get back to doing what I really love and. And it's been it's been great, and it's fun to be a part of of a team again. 
Well, you mentioned pinball, and we all know him very well. I want to know, is he amped up every time you see him, or, or does it just happen organically? Every time. There, is, there isn't a – I mean, you know, in the morning sometimes, you know, you're – drinking your coffee and just watching the minutes and he'll come in and it completely changes. He just, that's him. That's what he is. It's, he brings energy. And, uh, you know, I noticed it on the football team, you know, you can just, you sense it, uh, as you, you know, you feel, uh, you know, you feel that like today after practice, he talked to the team and, and just, He's just got that charisma about him that nobody else has. Going to put you on the spot here. So let's say you were recruiting. You're, you're meeting a football player, and, you're, and, and the football player asks you, like, what is, how would you describe Pinball Clemens? How would you do that to somebody who's never met him? Um, I use him a lot in, a, in a, or an example of him. When I believe there's four things it takes to be successful when I'm talking to a group. Um, one of the key things to being successful is great enthusiasm, and he has taken it to a different level. He, he's, he's made his who he is by his enthusiasm for, for life, for people. He, you know, most of us, especially Lefko, is very, you know, you're very cynical. That's just, that's human nature. Pinball comes in and he always sees the glass half full. He never looks at anything like as a negative. It's uh, it's it's an amazing thing to watch, and I learn a lot from him because I have, you know, that same kind of of cynicism at times. And he just takes every situation and turns it into a positive. It's, it's sometimes it's it's just it blows me away. Well, Jim, I think Perry Lefko is not cynical at all. I think he's a great guy. Guy, why would you say that about Perry Lefko? He's your buddy. He likes you, Jim. Oh, God. I'm cynical, Perry. I like guys that are like me. <laughs> what do you well, think like, of the pinball imitation? Did you like it? I, I didn't like it. I thought it was Oh, hard. come on, guy. And... Uh, I'm, Absolutely not good, but that's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's very enthusiastic. Now, like we know, all of us know people that try to be enthusiastic, and, and it's quite a turnoff. But, I mean, that's who he is. There's nothing fake about that. No. He, he is who he is. He can't. That's just, it doesn't matter. There's never been a situation. I mean, we're getting ready. We're cutting players and he still has this positive outlook that you know toward those players and and they feel it and you know like i say what any situation he can turn into uh into a positive and and make you feel good about yourself when you're in the room with him well, you've been on the Argo side, you've been on the Ticat side, so let's fast forward to Labor Day. What makes that game so unique? You know, I think it's a truly a, uh, I, I'm going to say a white collar versus blue collar, and it's the nature of Hamilton and the nature of Toronto, 
and it, it's everything a great rivalry should be. And, you know, it's, uh, I think Hamilton fans are probably as close to rough to Saskatchewan rough rider fans as anything, uh, out East. And, you know, Toronto fans are very diehard. They are, People don't, I mean, they, they, they see smaller crowds and things, but the fans that are the Toronto Argonaut fans are deeply rooted. And uh, it's it's just a, it's a true rivalry. I mean, there was a time when, when I was the head coach here and my kids were still in school. Uh, now you're talking 20 years ago, 99. And I, we, I didn't let them go to the Hamilton game because it was just – it's that's the way it was and it just uh uh again it's everything a rivalry is supposed to be i wish i could put my finger on it um you know we we let chad owens go years ago and they pick him up they let speedy banks go and we pick him up and there's always those little things that add to the intrigue and to the hatred amongst the two teams Jim, let's go back to the hash marks, and you did describe, you know, some of the impact on it. But, but in terms of, of the Argonaut roster, I mean, uh, maybe you could throw some names in there and, and some plays that that you could see being adjusted and players that would succeed because of the change in the hash marks. Well, we signed Winton McManus in the off season to play Will Linebacker for us, and I think a guy like him is gonna it's going to exaggerate his abilities because. He's going to be out on an island so often, and that's where he's great. He's great in space. He runs well. He can cover the pass. He can he can play the run. I think what people are going to do is try to stretch out Will Linebacker, who has a gap responsibility in the run game, and force him to, to play both. You're going to see a lot of what are called RPOs nowadays, run-pass option, where Basically, the quarterback comes out and he looks right at that Will linebacker. And if that guy is closing to play the A gap or the B gap, whatever his gap happens to be, um, it's usually A or B. If he closes to play that, quarterback's going to hold on to the ball and there'll be a slam or something like that right behind where that linebacker is. If that linebacker sits and waits to see if the ball's handed off, he will hand it off and now the back's going to be up through the hole. So, I don't know if that describes the kind of situation. I just think with so much room to the boundary, you used to see big corners and halfbacks. Back in the day, we had Brandon Browner and Lenny Walls, guys who were 6'4", 6'5", playing in the boundary side. Because when you put big bodies over there, they had the sideline to help them in terms of, you know, maybe a lack of speed, but they could play very physical. Well, that now has changed, and now they have to be able to run because the field on the boundary side is an extra four yards wide, and that's, that's a big area. You, you go and isolate a receiver out there, you pretty much, it's going to be interesting to see, and this is what you can watch tonight, see if they take the safety and they, or the halfback and they leave a halfback over when they go quads to the field. So they go four receivers to the field. Are they going to leave an extra guy over to – so that, that that corner isn't isolated on the wide receiver. I think that's what's happening in the league a lot. Teams, when they see a quad set, they're doing a lot of leaving that halfback, which opens up things like 
the slip screens maybe more than before because the the wide side slip screen it came, became almost obsolete because the ball's in the air so long. But now, with the hashes moved over, that ball's not in the air as long. If you have four receivers and they leave a halfback over, you now have them outnumbered, and your chances of being able to run those kind of plays, you know, become enhanced. The, the, you basically end up outnumbering them on that side. When they bring that halfback over, now there's so much field for that corner to have to cover. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see some of the one-on-one matchups. Again, that that kind of touches on the past things that are going to happen and the run with that linebacker, that weak side linebacker. And I think what's going to end up happening is the strong side linebacker is going to also become much more of a of what we call a box player, which is a player who has to play the offensive lineman. He's going to have a gap responsibility on full week. So. Uh, you know, it's just it's strategic things that are going to be really fascinating to watch for, you know, and like I say, I've been in this league for 20, 20 some years. And uh, it's always the biggest difference between the Canadian game and the U.S. game is the Canadian game always dictates strength by the field. In the U.S. game, it's always the tight end or the number of receivers that dictate strength. It doesn't matter you know, um, wide side, short side. So now you've taken one of the things that have identified the the Canadian game as the Canadian game and you've changed it. And now it's going to be very interesting to see because it's no longer going to be completely dictated by strong uh, field side and, um, and boundary side. I think teams are still going to play it that way, but it's going to be interesting to watch how offenses take advantage of that. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. Jim, thanks very much for your time, and enjoy the season. Thanks, you guys. I really enjoyed it. Always like to be with the yes men. Yeah, thanks for calling me cynical, well, boss. Let's <laughs> <laughs> end it on this. Yes, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Jim. All right. Talk to you. Bye. That's Jim Barker, now senior advisor to the general manager of Pinball Clemens with the Argonauts. Homeowners are first-time buyers if you're considering purchasing, refinancing. If your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact him on Twitter at MTG Dean or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Be prepared on the ice with the Fox 40 hockey products like the Fox 40 Calm and the Fox 40 Super Force CMG. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15 15- percent off your order fox40shop.com yes guy the radio show on tsn 1050 yes guy no guy ladies and gentlemen boys and girls time now for lickety split yes guy no guy which means we don't have a bunch of time so go ahead sir if glenn grunwald and i do a book you get a cut for bringing us together oh absolutely guy are you kidding 10 percent off the top and then of course you're going to use guys somewhere in there so that's got to be worth another five percent 15 percent does that sound good there's guy? nothing left right. There's nothing left after that guy. You're too expensive. You're fired. <laughs> yes, guy, no guy. You already know the winning team for this year's Grey Cup. I have no idea, no guy. Okay. Go ahead, sir. It's going to be boring without a Canadian team in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, no guy. I I think uh, it'll be pretty good. I mean, it's pretty good hockey. It, it makes you realize how much it takes to get there. So, so having said that, yes, guy, no guy, as you watch the NHL playoffs unfold, you realize the Leafs aren't even close to what it would take to win a Stanley Cup. 
Yes, guy. They're not even close at all. They need a lot of personnel changes. Yeah. Okay. Quick one from you, and then we're done. The Saudi Super Golf League is just wreck golf. Uh, I'm going to say yes, guy, and we'll end on that. Thanks for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed episode number 79 of Yes, Guy. <laughs>